Welcome to Screen Watchers, episode 24. I am Joe DeClara. I am joined by Ryan. Yeah. And Mike. Hello. Uh, we are here today to talk about a couple of things. We'll talk about Ryan's uh, Steam sales. Some other things we'll talk about in a second, but we were just talking about speedruns. Uh, what, what's the event that's happening? Uh, sure. It's uh, SGDQ. It's the uh, South Games Done Quick. Yeah. Um, and then there's AGDQ, which is Atlantic Games Done Quick. I think okay, sure. I, it's S and the A. I sure. don't remember. We'll, it, we'll but put it's it in the doc, quick. and then we'll sure. be right. Yeah. Um, SGDQ is going on right now. It's a week-long speedrunning uh, event where um, multiple streamers and speedrunners uh, meet and take turns speedrunning uh, games. Um, it started uh, six or seven years ago. Yeah, I mean, really, it's all in the title. Games done quick. Yeah, it's, it started uh, seven years ago, and it was like a very small event. Didn't last a, a, a week. But uh, the whole thing is a charity to benefit um, cancer research. Um, so people donate. Uh, during their favorite games and whatever, but um, but it's gotten massive. That's the that's yeah, the yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've never heard of games done now. quick. It's now a phenomenally large thing. They raise a lot of money for cancer, and it's a really good thing. Yeah, yeah. and what was I never understood? I'm only just now starting to appreciate how cool speedrunning is. Like at first, you know, I just dismiss it because I never actually, you know, looked into it or whatever. You really see how broken games are. Yeah, that for one, it's fascinating, right? Like when I saw the Dishonored speedrun, I was like, whoa, like this game is just so easy to break because of that blink technique. Or just the Mario, the first speedrun I probably saw was Mario because, you know, of this guy. That's the first thing mainstream people are going to check out. Mario beaten in under two minutes or whatever. But um, I started watching, I'm realizing at first I never liked it because it was like, oh, someone's beaten it someone has the top score so what is the point of watching but it's not the same it's like someone has the best record on a golf course right they have the best course run but you don't find every other course run like completely uninteresting because of that everyone else's run is a little different or they like try it and they get better themselves and that's super super interesting i mean even just watching video games itself is interesting to a lot of people and sure. these are the people who are the best in the world at those particular single player games yeah, yeah. so uh the, what we were talking about before the podcast started was um there's like these the people that run these games like four or five hundred times a week just trying to get a world record or the top three or whatever and there's a difference between in my mind a game like strider a game for the super nintendo that no one's really ever heard of but it's extremely busted and you can in the span of 10 minutes, get to the final boss and kill him in three fell swoops without ever upgrading your character at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, like that's fine. I I can see grinding that game out because it takes 10 minutes. You can walk away, but then there's people that play, uh, Majora's mask is, was one favorite speedrunner of mine. Sure. And, um, um, uh, Super Metroid, and okay. in Super Metroid, um, I the guy that currently has the speed, the the top, um, the fastest speed run, sure, oats and goats. Okay, uh, the names are silly. I will say that he's like, trying to get sub forty one, yeah. forty one minutes. But if you're gonna tell me that you're gonna sit down and grind like. Even ten, like, I just want to kill myself. Like the game would get so old so fast. All right, yeah, so but you got to think about rough because they last, yeah, for 40 minutes. That's crazy. Yeah, but you got to think about that guy's experience. I mean, he's probably restarting at three minutes, at a minute. Yeah, 30. yeah, yeah. There's, like there's... I'm watching the watching this guy I just started following doing uh, Super Mario sixty four. Like he did a whole run and came 
he just mucked up one segment mm-hmm. on the last Bowser. You know, it's, <laughs> it was a it was a sixteen star run, whatever it is with yeah. the glitches and whatever, and he messed up one little jump and. He was killed. He killed Bar. He killed Bowser last one, but he was like, "I screwed it up. I didn't get my last score." And he started again, and then the next three runs lasted like three minutes. Mm-hmm. He just kept restarting. I'm like, that is like maddening. I would assume, you know. No, that's how I play all video games. <laughs> when I I go for oh, basically yeah. the high score, I keep restarting until this is, this is gross, right? Until I can get through the first level. I've actually perfect. watched Ryan play games before, and he he sits in like. He'll he'll let's say he's like low health and he enters a room that's like very difficult or like a yeah. boss fight or whatever. I'll watch him get like massacred yeah. hundreds of times over, and he will not change his strategy at all. He just yeah, br- just, he just like just has to perfect for it straight yeah. in. Disgusting. I play video games with the stipulation never back down. Never. Back so down. so luckily these speedrunners don't have that. And uh, <laughs> th- this this guy Oates, um, he actually says that uh, a, a run doesn't become real to him. Until about like the 22 minute mark where he defeats uh, Ridley in Norfair or whatever the hell the okay. area is. And like to me, that's crazy because his his movement is so good and he's like so down in his runs that um, he just doesn't mess up the beginning at all. Yeah. And it's up until that part where he like started to recognize like this is where like if I mess up or if I get the strat right that I can tell if like the rest of the like run is correct. Okay. So for 20 minutes, you don't even know if you have a live run mm-hmm. and if it's not reset. Now you're locked in for another 20 minutes. Jesus. Like that. Yeah. It's, it's I, just crazy. I lose my mind. That's crazy. Yeah. Then the more like other runs last two minutes, you know, like they just keep tra- retrying and retrying. Yeah. You, you can no imagine uh, it being pretty grim, but you also have to realize now a lot of these people aren't sitting in their basement just doing that. They're playing on stream and being paid. Oh, yeah. They're raking in money. But those moments when you're close. Those moments. When you're close to the high score. Yeah, I know. It's exciting. It's what all video games are. That's why it's also cool because you could just jump into someone's stream and I'm ignorant. I don't know who's like more likely to hit the new score. But at any moment, one of these guys could just nail the the world record or like the top three world record like they're just sitting in their rooms and it seems like a normal day do you want to hear like a more disgusting thing though about like this like this time sure. frame thing so like like i'm saying this guy is trying to hit sub 41 yeah in majora's mask uh the the fast quick beating it where like you pick up minimal hearts or whatever any percent is what it's called um it's like 46 minutes or something like that mm. same thing uh, as like Super Metroid must be like miserable, but at least you have a chance to reset. And at the end of the, it's like less than an hour that you'll be taking and spending this run for a hundred percent run Majora's Mask. Take a guess how long it is. 18 hours, <laughs> five hours. Oh my God. Yeah. The guy that has the record is, is, is sub five hours. It's like four hours and 58 minutes or something like that. But like pauses or no, no pauses. It's it's not in game clock. Yeah, it's pauses like a thing. Like no, no. I found out speed runs. It depends on the game. Uh, I found out last night, first time I've ever heard of it. Silent Hill three, um, goes by in game clock because um, I I think it might have been built for speed running because at the end they they tell you how long you spent in each zone and the final completion time. Okay, might be just a Konami thing, and it makes sense for the game. yeah. Yeah. Okay, interesting. All right, well that's a really interesting topic. I would love to let's we get the speed run. Uh, podcast going of course we're gonna do that but uh until then we're gonna talk some more news this week but uh first before we get into everything i just want to remind the listeners that 
Of course, you're probably listening to our podcast on either our website or on iTunes or Pocket Cast. But in case uh, you're not listening to any one of those places, you can find all of our content on ScreenWatchers.net, whether it be audio content or a written content that we put up on the blog every now and then. Um, or you could subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Pocket Cast, wherever finer podcasts are found. We also have a Twitch channel. I've been told by Mike that we should be promoting madly. Uh, the name is Screen Watchers Games on uh, Twitch.tv. And uh, we also have an Instagram account, Screen Watchers Games. Uh, Twitter, of course, you can follow me at Joey Dagabonuts. No Twitter. No Twitter. No Twitter. Uh, M. Strothman. M. Strothman. Perfect. But anyway, we're going to now talk about uh, some news and some games we played this week. Ryan, what were you hoping to talk about this week? We're going to talk about the Steam sale. Biggest Steam sale in my life. Mm -hmm. The Steam sales have been getting progressively bigger, but since we started this podcast, yeah. I've been curating a list of games that I've You been can't waiting. even say that he's doubled down. He's he's like, yeah. whatever the word is for like hundredfold. He's hundredfold yeah. hundred, down. No, I doubled <laughs> down because I had spent about $400 on Steam total. I mm -hmm. checked the price. Yeah, like there's a thing in Steam that tells you how much you spent, right, which but no one, one really wants to see. But in one <laughs> swipe, just I doubled down. Yeah. I spent another. It's like your Uber like account. Just, just ignore it. You know, just let don't. I don't yeah. want to know about it. So the thing is, you're gonna have. You probably had fifty percent of those, like in Steam VR or Valve. Yeah, about fifty percent in VR. I also have uh, probably another forty titles that are still on my wish list that I'm waiting over the next year to go down in price. So. Yeah, and many of them that you'll never play. We're not playing any of these games. Here. We're just buying it. <laughs> Mike, what were you hoping to talk about this week? Um, a couple things. And uh, Ryan's uh, Steam sale. Um, I, I also got a couple Steam sale purchases in there. But uh, I really mooched off of Ryan's uh, VR experience. Um, if any podcast We're all listeners. We're our VR fix from Ryan. At the if moment. any podcast listeners uh, remember, um, I'm the only one that hadn't tried VR yet. Mm -hmm. So... Um, I, w I was uh, a virgin that Ryan had taken into his room <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and and strapped a, a headset to. And, um, you should have kept going. Strapped a foreign device on. Yeah, well, he, he, he gave me two handles. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to, to start this review of, of VR as a whole, I'm going to say it's not as cool as you guys said, ah. but it is still pretty freaking cool. Pretty freaking cool. Um, okay. What I will say, I, just a quick summary. Um, I find the experience to be very much like, um, like the dawn of the at home or at work PC. Yeah, exactly. The, the yeah, cool, everyone keeps the saying the coolest the same thing stuff, that yeah. you can do MS Paint, and that's that's how I felt. <laughs> yeah. The, the the first thing that Ryan put me into, and I, I assume everyone else is um the what, what is the tilt actual brush. Tilt, tilt brush, brush. Yeah, 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 and uh, that was cool. Made like a little sculpture, and I don't know if Ryan saved it or not, but I, I thought that was really cool. And then I tried uh, the lab that um, Valve sure, sure. released, and that was pretty cool. You know, the, it's it's very gimmicky because it's it's too early. Like there hasn't been like a real game, and Google is like the only th like hmm. developer that's made something cool. But back to the Steam sale. Um, small rumor, and I know we're not a podcast to um, give credence or credit to rumors could, going on. We could be any kind of podcast that you want us to be. Um, during during the Steam sale, there was, uh, you know, the images change at the top of the Steam homepage. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, you know, pieces of fruit playing and dancing or whatever. Mm -hmm. But two things happened during the Steam sale regarding those images. Uh, one, it, 
I don't know if it was the fourth day or whatever the case was, but the scene was um, like a buoy floating in the water at a beach. And there was a white four in the same font as the Left for Dead four. Right. Okay. And people freaked out saying that I wonder if they're going to announce a new Left for Dead game. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, they didn't during the sale. <laughs> uh, however, it should be noted that the Steam devs have been clocking a lot of hours. Totally random. The game came out the Valve, many the Valve ma- yeah. yeah, came out many years ago. A Left for Dead two beta that's going on right now and the speculation is the speculation is that this is like a cover title and they're they're really playing the new left for dead 3 game okay additionally uh for whatever reason on the steam page for left for dead they changed uh the left for dead logo from the left for dead 2 logo that everyone knows that's on the box Mm. to uh concepts art of the left for dead art so they're thinking maybe like things are, are coming yeah. I'm, I'm buying into it i'm not okay, gonna okay, lie okay. here's the thing i i'm pretty excited about left for dead four three 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 yeah the number left confuses because the four three. in there yeah well valve but, can't count to three and <laughs> i think it's i don't think it's gonna be a vr experience but i do i had a thought over this last week and kind of prediction kind of feel like all of valve's narrative experiences like we're talking portal we're talking life potential half-life over the last four years sort of got derailed when they started messing around with vr Mm -hmm. because i'm like we haven't seen a narrative experience come out from valve in a long time and they haven't we know they've been messing around with vr they announced the vibe a year ago right so they had to been working on it Mm. for several years before that and you have to imagine that portal is so much cooler in the vibe than it is on a monitor yeah and i could really see and I don't know if the listeners know or even how much you guys know about the internal structure of Valve, but it's one of the most unique companies in the world. Yeah, I've heard that- like they, they do just kind of like whoever's up for a new project can just they're at liberty to gather people together, whoever's ready to do that and yeah. just kind of go ahead with it. It's very and- horizontal. So you can kind of just move in whatever direction you want. Yeah. It's not like vertical where there's managers above. Yeah, you. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I I just like my pet theory now is that valve kind of really shifted its direction into like okay so two sorry one third of valve employees are working on vr now Mm. so that's a a huge segment of the company i mean they're working in the vr lab imagine that maybe there was a team that was working on portal 3 and they were like halfway into it and they decided to derail it to try to think about what it would be in vr maybe Mm. there was a team working on half-life 3 and it was it was getting close yeah that's the thing like i like the idea of all they they put a hard stop to every everything, you know, Left for Dead, Portal, Half-Life, most likely Portal and Half-Life, the main things. Put a hard stop on that in order to get ready for the vibe and then bring it to that. I like that, of course, because that sounds so cool. But at the same time, they were really so close to having Half-Life done. And Half-Life, it was what supposed to be... But they were close to having Half-Life done. They had the script written. They even had, like, Gabe at one point gave a hint that like they had even had some kind of build started because it was an episode right it wasn't half-life three right Mm -hmm. i'm talking about three i mean the episode we don't really know what happened with that but i'm just saying that i mean this is this is not there's no confirmation on this it's just that the timelines match up sure sure. it's very similar to our theory that nintendo banned in the wii u yeah that's what i kind of a similar idea yeah and you know 
maybe that's not what happened. We can't really know what ha- what's going on inside Valve. Well, but, but I, I'll tell you that based on their previous history, Half Life Two and the episodes were uh, released almost as not tech demos, but as a way to show off what their engine can do. Um, there's a, there's a part in Episode One where you come upon a seesaw. And you have like bricks and you have to like put the bricks on one side of the seesaw and then run up and get to like the next platform. And it's just like a really strange puzzle in like a first person shooter. Ah. But it's to demonstrate that things have weight in mass and, you know, there's like gravity puzzles and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, So if you can imagine that VR is their next tech, Half-Life 3 would probably be techie. So, yeah, that's uh, all very interesting. I definitely want to also talk about some other things this week. Uh, we'll jump into some Nintendo news. Uh, we heard, well, news and some rumors, as always. You know, we keep hearing some things. Things are about becoming next. more clear. Yeah, yeah. We also have, uh, speaking of Valve, uh, so the scandal about Counter-Strike that I definitely want to get into this week. Uh, but first, some music. Alright, so the Steam Summer Scale Steam Summer Steam Sales? Sales of Steam's Summer. What would we call Steam it? Steam Summer Picnic Sale. sale? It, was the, it was the picnic sale, I think, actually. Yeah. Biggest Steam sale of all time. Yeah. According to the the third party sites that were sort of monitoring it. Um, you know, I kind of attribute that to the uh, To you spending so much like, money personally. Yeah, personally, but I kind of attribute it to Sort of Microsoft and Sony's mixed message at E3. I think a lot of people might might have decided to build a PC mm-hmm. instead of basically get a console in a year that's just a powerful PC. That they sort of realizing that now. Yeah. Um, the PC ecosystem has been growing steadily for the past several years. After a long period of it seeming like it was in decline, it, there's been a massive resurgence. And I I made a a pretty sizable investment. In, sure in, the, in the steam ecosystem i just I mean, feel like you told us the big reveal 400 you, i mean you i i went down. to best buy and i bought four 100 gift cards for steam there was a deal going on where it equates to 400 dollars buy for one not math strong listeners yeah yeah buy one get 120 off so i paid 360 Perfect. and then i had several best buy gift cards laying around so i ended up paying about 300 dollars okay for 400 dollars in credit okay Actually, he's had, he doesn't really just you. mising the Best Buy situation. Yeah. It's, inc- it's, inc- it's really incredible. I actually wish I had bought thousands of dollars worth of gift cards and, and either hoarded them or slowly sold them. All right, them. all right, all right. Anyway, I actually feel like I, I underbought. But okay, so let us let me just go through quickly. I have my purchases here. Uh, Somewhere in your phone. Details. Purchase history. All right. So about half of the games that I bought were, first of all, just off the top, I bought myself. And I bought Mike here, Grand Theft Auto Five. And this is this was the most expensive title I bought. It was like thirty six dollars. So I bought two copies. So just off the, t- I spent three hundred. I have eighty dollars left in my account. So just off the top, I'm now really only spent like only like two. All right, all right. Only Let's really get to like two thirty games that you got bought. Um, we want to go specifics into the games. All right. Yeah, yeah. But all right, here we go. Please don't touch anything. Did we talk about this game? Yeah, you. It was. Some kind. It's a VR experience. No, no, like, no, no. This is game, no? this is it's a, a first person experience. No, no, no. This no? is just a like puzzle game, like a a screen puzzle game. I call okay. it, I call games that aren't VR games now screen games. It's ridiculous. Know, yeah, I don't yeah. know how you feel. It. It's it's a game on a computer. Yeah. Um. 
don't really know about it. I just it was like a buck in the sale. Okay. But it was like it's like a five dollar game and it, it looked pretty cool. It's like the whole point it's a puzzle game where you're not supposed to touch anything. But you do have to touch something. I guess something. you certainly have to touch yeah. something to make things happen. Um keep talking and no one explodes. I remember that. That's like the space yeah. team game, like space team, that iOS game where everyone has it on it's their a bomb phone. Diffusal. And you have to it's like, a bomb diffusal situation. Yeah, yeah. You um actually have to print out uh bomb diffusal codes for everyone and you can play in the Vive, which is Word. awesome. Is it, does, so does the vibe like add anything to that game? I think the you really, it's just, you really die. You really die. You really die. <laughs> I think it's just real. controller support. Sure, okay. But you literally are looking at a bomb. It yeah. feels like you can look around the bomb. I love the idea that you have look to print away that from stuff out. I love any game that's like bringing back the you know like instruction manual or just like hard copies of something. Like I loved Witness because I was printing out puzzles and stuff. But I mean that game looked really cool because people were like live chatting and reading from a hard copy of a book like that's for yeah. to me because i'm such a dork exactly awesome. and i love the idea of local multiplayer in the vibe where you have a guy strapped in and then you have someone doing something on the pc or on a piece of paper yeah and you're interacting with them that's awesome mm. um i'm just gonna I'll, I'll highlight the vr games but i'll just slip over them because we're gonna talk about them in detail I in, want, in my vr segment oh, right that we're gonna on. have every i want to hear also about like the games you'll never probably never play oh yeah okay in there. age of empires 2 Okay. <laughs> HD just a good already played. Just a good pickup. Yeah. I've paid I played a lot of Age of Empires 2 when I was a kid. I actually went to a computer summer camp where we had 16 person LAN multiplayer of Age of Empires 2. Was one of the sweetest things of my life. May never be able to recreate that joy. Mm. Trying now for 299 with this purchase. Leads Pretty me exciting. into our next segment. We are going to be starting the Screen Watchers Summer Camp where we'll be holding 16 person <laughs> LAN events. Okay. Yeah. Oh boy. All right, Hover Junkers talked about last week VR experience, Hordes Zombie VR experience, Battle Dome, incredible VR experience. I think I talked about last week. I'd like yeah, to talk yeah, about v- in lane. Battle Dome we talked about a lot yeah. again because I've still been playing it and it's phenomenal. Um, Night Squad two ninety nine, great deal. I've already played over an hour of this game with friends. I think that game is phenomenal. Yeah, I pl- we played it because it was free on Xbox, and I. It was a fun game. You know, it's cool because you can, like, experiment and mess around. They they experimented with map design, right? It's a top-down little arcade game where you're a knight and you can pick up random items that change how you attack people. And they give you things like uh, steal the bacon or capture the flag, things like that, or just plain deathmatch. But it's not that great looking a game. And also, it's, you know, not... It just wasn't that special to me. To but me, you, it was perfect. You love games like immediately they go to like best game i've ever played one of the best games i've ever played is something you say very often anything that is they found the hook of gameplay like this is awesome action gameplay and now they can experiment with like the map design that i think has ryan best game ever all over it like rocket league they have like rocket labs yeah now. so yeah. any game like that night night squad Cool game, your your favorite game of all time. I love know. it, love it. Two ninety nine. It was twenty. You know, twenty yeah. to two. We're talking about a seventy percent discount. Right. Huge. All of a sudden, game is Huge. so much better once it's cheap. Of course. All right, Moonshot. A game. I don't know if you know about game. I saw and I may have heard you say and got to play times. at PAX. Yeah. Uh, still in early access on Steam. It's basically Super Smash Brothers, but. We're talking about Mario Galaxy like physics mm. where you're on small planets. You can you're you're in a tank okay. and you're playing Super Smash 
and you're dealing with physics of different planets. This game evolves every time you mention it. First, you were like, it's just an indie Super Smash. Then you're like, it's an indie Super Smash, but you're in space. And now you're like, it's indie Super Smash, but you're in tanks. And you can jump out of the tanks. And yeah, it's when crazy. you die, your character flies out of the tank, and now you're dealing with the gravity of multiple planets. This is, you have to land without dying. It's again, really awesome. Time you mention it. Someone that I played it with recently described it to me as this is the corner where the complexity increases to the point where it's no longer fun for me. Mm. For me, personally, it's one of the most exciting games I've played in years. I'm going to be playing it online. There's online it. multiplayer. Andre. Hmm. talking about tabletop simulator i picked that up too tabletop simulator is a game i talked about on one of the earlier podcasts that we ever had i said i'm so excited for this game to be in vr this is a game where you get to walk around a table and play real board games in virtual reality i'm excited for it so games that actually exist that you can play in real life Mm -hmm. it's hard to get eight people in a room man that that is I'm going to be true. moving to Maryland. That is totally true. Mike's moving to Maryland. We have to Skype chat every every episode now with Mike. I understand. And then we can play chess with him in Tabletop Simulator. But like... Pretty rough in the vibe because of the resolution. And yeah, you have to sure, see like the cards. Like we we're playing... I was playing poker with David. We played Texas Hold'em. Yeah. And it's awesome. It's, it, there are pre-configured formats where it'll deal for you. Uh-huh. And you can pull all the cards from all over the room into the deck, and then you actually grab the deck with the Vive, and you shuffle Yeah, it. yeah. I do like that it's, yeah, with the Vive, it becomes this playroom slash tabletop simulator. Like, that's always what's fun about the Vive, that you're in this room. Like, Job Simulator was so cool, because you can just toss things around, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I like that. I, so, 10 first bucks, time you know, I, I normally, normally 20, 10 bucks on, in the sale. And not only can you play poker chess checkers Mm -hmm. you can play there's a lot of indie board games that we like that are ported in by the developer and you can download as dlc and that i'm interested what you can do is more crazier like dnd sort of miniature that's why i picked it up yeah yeah so you can make the official screen watchers dungeon and dragons campaign yeah that's starting uh probably december 20 we have a lot of 2016 um that series is going to be launching then uh through tabletop simulator i'm excited about those types of things only because like you said it's hard to get people together i love the resistance that's like my favorite board game right now I, maybe it's not as fun when you play more ga- more games. Like Coup, it's not as fun after you played a hundred. games. I think the resistance has enough depth that we can play. Resistance for is of hours. so cool and like so based on like your friends and like you know believing each other. But you have to have at least five people to play, and that's rough. So game like that, that's pretty cool. All right, hidden in plain sight. Uh-huh. This is a game. Did you play this with me? This is a yeah, game. Yeah, I did. Basically, okay. like the Assassin's Creed multiplayer, but two D. Yeah, one of the greatest games. Probably like a dollar fifty. I paid for this. Sure. One of my favorite games that I played in a long time. Yeah. How much was it? Like a buck fifty. So Joey declare a seal of approval for this game. Game is so super basic as far as assets and like graphics go, but it is so funny. Like you're you're basically amidst a bunch of NPCs, just like the Assassin's Creed multiplayer. Uh, but it's very basic 2D uh, top view. Oh my god! And, and you sometimes have to discern who's the player. There yeah, are multiple based, modes. Multiple so one modes. of them is uh, you each get one. Let's do the sniper one. First. The sniper most, okay. most basic. So the sniper one. I've is actually heard one about One of this you game. is an NPC, but not an NPC. One of you is one of the models that is on the screen, and you have to behave like an NPC. They're just kind of walking around in erratic patterns. It's like a party. 
that you're like overviewing. Yeah, I yeah, heard of this exactly. game like years ago. This is crazy. And then it's you wanted the other one is the sniper and it has to like scope out each person and decide who to look at. And Ryan, like multiple times, hovers that cursor over me and it's so intense. He's just following, following me and then decides, nah, that's not him. And then shoots someone other. It's Great. just so Great intense game. and hilarious. Very happy with it. Yeah. Um, Speedrunners, do you know about this game? It's a, uh, it's a culture, actually, speedrun. So this game- We just talked about it. Had a whole was segment. Was at PAX. We saw okay. it. Yeah. Basically just like a competitive running game but also you have a hook hook uh, shot oh a hook shot so it's kind of like a racing game but you're running through levels like like a kind of like a mario scenario but you also have a hook shot mm-hmm. game i think i paid 350 for it skyhook might be my new favorite super smash style game yeah that i've played in years this is super smash but you have a hook we're talking about hooks we've got a lot talking of about hooks hook hook shots are a new thing in the paid seven dollars for skyhook so all right serious so chess to the sequel chess two sounds retarded i downloaded that very talk about so let's play i'm very excited chess to the sequel really quick, paid 3.99 like, like bro force super time force ultra dive kick and starseed pilgrim so that was the big what i just said kind of was the big uh screen game package mm-hmm. that i picked up paid about 40 dollars for that package mm-hmm. don't know when i'm going to be buying another screen game i'm probably going to be buying um it's called No Man's Sky. That might be one of the last screen games I ever played. Okay. <laughs> yes, No Man's Sky. Yeah, not really. Everything be a, else. No is, Man's Sky uh, probably VR. not going to be a VR game, right? Like just no? just tangentially. Don't like, think so. We had talked about that multiple times. Like that looks like a VR game. Many people. That was just a sentiment that everyone was like wishful thinking. Just became, you know, non-official official word, and it's definitely not a VR game. It looks like that's very sad. Like, I might not even pick it up because of that. I mean, I'm going to pick it up because I'm pretty excited about it. But, right, right. Um, what else? Everything else here is VR. I did pick up a piece of software on the Steam store. Weird. Uh, called Display Fusion. I finally got three monitors set up on my computer. Uh-huh. And this is a piece of software I had pirated for years, but I didn't feel like pirating again. And, and I wanted the actual newest version. So it was 10 bucks, And I'm like, you know, I have a job now. Mm. Mike, what would you buy? Uh, like I said, I picked up Tabletop Simulator. Uh, I picked up Spelunky, which I'm pretty sure you guys have talked about. Yeah, talk a lot about Spelunky. Ryan, big fan of Spelunky. Um, Metal Slug. I uh, bought a two-pack for me and Ryan to play. Metal Slug, classic arcade game. Uh, Ikaruga, a game that Ian could probably talk to you about. Um, I actually owned a hard copy that turned out to be a $90 game because it was immensely popular, but at the time... No one knew what the hell it was. And so it, what's Ikaruga? Uh, it's you play as a spaceship that is a top-down sh- okay. uh, shooter. I mean, how, Ikaruga was on Steam? Yeah. How much? Very cheap. Uh, $2 and something. Oh, uh, it's probably like $20 You flip now. your ship from a white side to a black side, and when black dots, black shots are at you, if you flip to black, you absorb their shots. Uh-huh. If you flip to white. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I swear Ian has told us about a million games. I might have forgotten. It's just, Ian's been to play Ikaruga dozens of times. I picked out uh, Broforce, as Ryan said, something that you're going to like. I bought uh, Dishonored and the D- Dishonored DLCs. Perfect. Uh, Gunpoint. Um, it's a uh, 2D side-scrolling puzzle adventure. You play, about this game, you play as a spy. Uh, you have to like... Uh, get the information from inside a building and break out without it getting caught uh south park stick of truth perfect with uh, the dlcs 
Um, and um, the Sniper Elite trilogy. Yeah, I've uh, never played Sniper Elite. That looks so super cool. It is supposed to be really good, um, which is why I picked it up, obviously. Uh, you picked up this game looks terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, uh, there's two things that um, happen in this game. Uh, you ha- This is like a bullet time uh, sort of game where like you have to line up your shot and assassinate particular targets and go through missions. Yeah. Um, this is a game where when you take your shot, uh, the bullet will travel and you get an x-ray of like the bullet traveling through people's organs or whatever. So, uh, what was the actual game seller was, um, there's a bonus level at the end of every single one where each character that you're playing as had an opportunity in their lifetime, uh, to assassinate Hitler. And of course, of course, all of them, it's Hitler every game. Yeah. With, with, with different protagonists. Yeah. And of course it's the, um, like Hitler had, uh, people like masquerading as him so that he could not be appropriately assassinated. So, oh, so it's the so stealth game we were playing, but Sniper Elite. Perfect. Yes. At, at, at what the, was it called again, Ryan? Sorry. Forgot. You already forgot. Doesn't even matter. There, anyway. So what, what actually the, the, the game selling moment for me uh, was someone was, was playing a let's play of it and was playing this bonus level and took the shot. And um, if you are aware, uh, Hitler only had one testicle for some freak accident. Did not know that. Okay. <laughs> uh, so it's it's this guy. One of the scenarios. He, this guy he is playing, off. and the mission is to shoot Hitler and kill him. Uh-huh. But he actually took the time to shoot the, his, his left nut off. Second to his last. And you and you see testicle. you see the X-ray pass through, and you see like the ball exploding oh in his scrotum, and it's so funny. Game is That's ten crazy. out of ten. Yeah. Like, did you get that? Oh my gosh. The stealth game was hidden in plain sight. This is David's got to look up this game. Historical accuracy out the wazoo there. One thing before we wrap up the Steam discussion, I'm very upset with you. Ryan, Mike downloaded one of two essential games I had said. I would say three essential games, but Shovel, I mentioned Shovel Knight when, I you, had, have it. when you had asked my, uh, when you requested my consultation. I said Shovel Knight, absolute must play. However, classic game, you could play that at any point in your life. Forgive you for that. Uh, but you did not get South Park. Didn't get South Park. Didn't get the witness either. I you did not get the witness. I just I'm in so deep into this VR. Yeah. That I'm gonna spend my money on VR games. When those games get cheaper, I'll I'll I mean I got time. I just don't I don't feel like I have time for a thirty hour narrative experience right now, which both of those basically You do, are. you just would be sacrificing your VR experience in these tech demos that you're playing. As cool as they are, I would not spend twenty hours playing that paintball game, you know? That's that's me. That's that that's not you, I understand. I mean the thing about VR, not to go too deep into VR right now, is we're gonna have a Ryan's VR segment every week from Jesus. now on. Oh, yeah. The point um, really Ryan's I, planning on pushing the vr discussion yeah. to me every week until i fold and make a right, vr right. Uh, podcast i mean i do think i have found that i only really play 20 or 30 minute segments of vr and then i'm like holy shit and i put it down and yeah. walk away like that is kind of like a crazy like visceral experience that i'm not going to be playing for three or four hours at a time that's sure. a porn well yeah yeah that porn, porn always comes up. out eventually in the VR discussion, it's really not there yet. I'll say that. It's not there yet. <laughs> Unimpressed. Uh, 
All right, so of course we got to talk about NX. This story comes from IGN by uh, one Alex Osborne. Nintendo has filed a patent for what appears to be a new handheld device. The patent, which was filed with the United States Patent and Trademark Office, is for a handheld information processing apparatus that is a single screen and some sort of touch interface. The unit has built-in speakers that emit sound from the ends uh, of the device, as well as a vibration system to provide a higher sense of immersion. Built-in speakers, shell shocker, they emit sound. Yeah. Another design included in the patent showcases a handheld unit that has Nintendo's traditional A, B, X, Y button layout, as well as a circle pad and a D-pad. So what we're seeing here is two devices. We'll post a link in the description, of course, for the story, and it gives you the uh, images from the patent. But basically what we're looking at here is a 3DS minus one of the screens and what is almost definitely a phone. So an S. An S is what I was about to say as well. You think it's a phone? Well, I think what's in the patent is a phone. Uh, One of the things, there's two uh, devices here, like I said. One of them has the button layout that we're we're used to. It literally looks like the bottom half of a 3DS. And then we have the thing that... Man, I hope they're bringing back the sidekick. I love the the rumble feature that's for... They they like try to disguise it. They say like, oh, the rumble feature for immersion and the sounds for like extra immersion and, you know, feedback. It's a phone. It literally looks like a phone. And I think that's intentional. I I remember when I opened up my rumble pack. It was a good day. It was was a good day. day. Because it came with Star Star Fox. Fox. But yeah, Yeah. so we got these two patents. One looks like a phone, one looks like a 3DS. Nintendo said that they won't be doing android they literally came out and said that android was not the nx it's not going to be intertwined with android and well they said android specifically yeah they said they weren't won't be using the android operating system sure iPhone. they're not iterating on it yeah well that's that's the dream <laughs> and so here's the thing if it's not an android phone but nintendo does a phone that is like that way lies madness that is not yeah. a thing that they can really do yeah i mean you can't well i mean microsoft who is a they have been making phones for decades at this point, mm-hmm. a decade. They had, they could not figure out how to compete with Android and Apple. Mm-hmm. How could Nintendo come out with a phone platform that could be successful? It, it would be a massive failure. Not only something that's successful, but something that we didn't know about. Like, you know, we played around with the idea and for a minute I was sold on it just because I was like, oh, it could be a phone because it would be cool. Wishful thinking. But you guys had pointed out several things like keeping that a secret, like bringing on talent that would be overseeing the manufacturing of this phone. uh, That wouldn't have been kept secret. And so this would have been the best kept secret of all time, apparently. It would, It would be a phenomenally kept secret. It's pretty frightening. I mean, if they really do that, they release like the Nintendo operating system phone. Yeah. That is like doom for Nintendo. Yeah. I, I can't yeah. imagine that being successful. Yeah. That, I would not completely disbelieve that because in that would be in, as I like to say, in spectacular Nintendo fashion, just biggest mistake of their life. So chances are this is not real i would say but, this is a patent to throw people off but um they don't file patents some to, people do to that's throw happened people off. I, okay maybe not to throw people off i think this is just not they real. file a lot of patents not they're not always the case the sure. patents are just kind of thrown against the wall yeah they did come out and say nintendo's president came out and said this week mm-hmm. that not showing the nx at e3 was to prevent copycats that's right yeah what does that mean to you so i th- they've said that before they've said that 
last year, I think, that they keep wanting to keep the NX under wraps. They don't want to announce it too soon because they're worried about copycats. I think if, let's say, that that's genuine, that's not them I mean, let's, talking. L- let's be honest. It's, it's half bullshit, but half of it is sure, true. Sure, sure. Let's just give them benefit of the doubt. Let's say that this is like genuine. Well, we're worried about copycats. That means that, one, I think that might mean immediately looking at this, you get what this is and it's new, right? It's something I don't know what that would be, but like, you know, the Wii U you saw it and it's like, it's a game. It's a game system with the tablet integrated. Like you knew exactly what it was. So I think it would be something similar to that. The Wii it's video games with motion controls. You saw it and you knew immediately. Well, at least you saw a quick demo of it and you knew immediately, but they were copied. Yeah. Right. So I think that Nintendo is purporting that they have something very original and something that for some reason could immediately be copied. Like that's why I keep saying benefit of the doubt. Well, when they released the Wii, they announced the Wii. They were immediately copied. Sony sure. Sony came out within the year with the two motion sticks with like the little pink balls on the top. Like that was their motion control thing. That's it true. Failed. It took them a whole year and they have to eventually show this thing off. They eventually have to p- come out with it. It's ridiculous that they didn't come out E3 because their E3 showing was, besides Zelda looking well, great, they, kind of an atrocity. They, like they do their um their 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 direct they, events. Sure, they got to do one soon. Okay, what do you is, think this the time is coming for you? out apparently in March. March? I don't know if that's totally true. I should not be trusted on uh, predicting that. I don't know how this works. Well, they said I, now. I, they said now that March is the sure, time they said March, to release. They said March. I don't know anything about anything, but maybe what that's close to the end of the fiscal year. So they're saying our next console, uh, you know, in, investors, our next console is coming out before end of next fiscal year, you know, and then they delay it. That could totally be a thing. You know, Batman Arkham Knight was handled similarly. I don't think they can wait. That's what beyond the to. fiscal year because they took such a big loss at the end of this year. Yeah. Yeah, so I again I don't know anything. So, so I mean, this that. leak points to not really a leak; it's just a patent. It's a patent. Yeah. It points to what we basically were assuming at this point that the NX is a mobile device. Yeah, and it's possible it also maybe hates there's that a, a breakout box that makes it so that you could stream it to your TV. Sure, like a hybrid. Yeah, and then we also had the report that a year later there would be another box coming out mm-hmm. that would play the same software but run it natively on your television. Yeah, yeah. We got to get like a, we got to aggregate all these rumors and all these patents. And I have two things. theories on the matter. Okay, sure. So we, there was, yeah, that report that like we had uh, something that's streaming with and working with other systems. We had that the NX uh, handheld, we, this wasn't an official thing, but a leak that the handheld was coming out this year and then the full box proper was coming out next year. Uh, that's probably not happening, but that, alludes to the hybrid that we all keep thinking about. There's the whole cartridge situation, thinking that the games are going to be on cartridges instead of uh, discs, uh, which could possibly lead to a mobile, possible mobile hybrid. Uh, I think the second half of this patent is the more likely real thing here. The one that looks like a, I guess, kind of a hybrid between the Wii U gamepad and the 3DS. I mean, it just looks like the bottom half of the 3DS but I think that's what they're going to go for. It's going to be some kind of controller slash handheld. Theory number one. NX stands for Nintendo. And the X is a symbol for cross. Cross yeah. 
platform mm-hmm. device. Mm-hmm. That's theory number one. Love it. Theory number two. Phenomenal. Not Nintendo, because as we said, Nintendo can't make a phone platform. That would be ludicrous. Nokia. Yeah. X. So okay. So Bring Nokia. Love it, but ni- Microsoft bought Nokia. Oops. <laughs> can't do that. Theory. <laughs> theory dead. <laughs> Microsoft bought Nokia and dissolved it because it was such a mistake. One of the biggest, they bought it for 18 billion. One of the biggest mistakes of all time. Microsoft is like where companies go to die kind of right. Like Mojang, Mojang still fine, but like, you know, people said the first thing they said was like that, that could go away. I pronounce it with a hard J. Was it? Mo Yang. So, Mo Mike, I, I love to do this. A lot of people say, the creators probably say Mo Yang. Yang, yeah. probably. <laughs> I don't know. I, I love to do this on every podcast when I can. Bring back my past theories for the new listeners of what the NX could be or what could happen with Nintendo in the it's future. Which of proprietary vibrator. Yes, I and, know. And I see, I see where your mind is going. Nintendo, historically white platforms. Apple, clean white platforms. Apple phones. Right. I can see. Color association. Not white supremacy. Like white consoles. White warriors. <laughs> Jeez. So my original uh, idea. As down, I said, extreme slight tinge of racism. Just the slightest. I'm sorry, Ryan. I'm sorry. We're talking about Apple potentially buying Nintendo down the line. Something that could easily happen. We could see this this platform fail. We could see Apple buy Nintendo for, you know, $100 billion. Apple mm. has probably now four or five hundred billion in the bank which is ridiculous to even imagine. well what i what i could see when apple obviously fails because steve jobs has passed and they're going in the crapper nintendo buys apple also reasonable <laughs> also a reasonable thing to think about apple being the number one publicly traded company in the world at the moment. <laughs> Jeez. more realistic theory and more something that it's based around the next year Basically, from what we've heard, it's very possible, and what they've signaled being that they're they could potentially be getting into PC software. They said the NX could work with a PC, could work with a PlayStation Four. This was a yeah alleged report. So this is kind of my theory, kind of riffing on that. Consider this, Mike. Imagine this NX thing that we're seeing right now that we're talking about. This game controller. This is a one hundred dollar or maybe an eighty dollar PC and Mac peripheral all of the games you can buy on nintendo's new pc mac linux ecosystem Mm. they sell in the first two weeks 50 million of these little awesome controllers that can do cool stuff with your pc so you're buying basically a usb controller with a screen that lets you play totally new two screen experiences on your pc plus the controller how do you feel about that i like it I, I I don't know about the two screen experience. I think they gotta they gotta put that shit to bed. Like the the two screen experience can go as far as like a little map or a little inventory. Like no one sure, likes it. Sure. You know? Other than that, sure. Yeah. Than that, possibly. Right. Joey. Michael. How do you feel about the NX using cartridges? Yeah. So first, I was you know like I, I'm very ignorant about technology, so I was like, well. Uh, Nintendo, the problem was they were expensive and they didn't work as well or they weren't as you know capable something as CDs, right? And now Ryan has said, and then I've heard multiple other people say that it's not the there's not as much disparity there uh, for, between cartridges and discs now. And so now 
fine, whatever. I, I don't know. So I'll just is, say that I think if it's true, then it's a hybrid. And I do believe it's a hybrid, so right. I believe that's true as well. What is still true, though, so cartridge is not much more expensive to make than sure. CDs now, but it will be more difficult for third parties to make them. So yeah. it's much easier to just print a CD uh, from a logistics standpoint if you don't. If you're not doing it at a massive scale, mm. like a third party to get onto the system. When you're talking about a hybrid, are you talking about like UMDs, like the Sony handheld? Hatch? No, no, he can't mean that. He means digital no. download. So what I, uh, so what I was wondering, I'll say it again. Don't know anything about tech, so you guys, let me know how insane this is. This idea that yeah, it's a kind of USB remote control that works with the computer or the PS4, or whatever, right? And then later down the line, they release their own uh, first-party box, the Nintendo X, or whatever it is, the Cross. Um, so could this controller be basically a second screen or a screen that you can play your games on fully, but the hardware isn't there, obviously, on the controller. It can't run these uh, awesome you know, contemporary games that hopefully are coming from third parties that are across other games as consoles as well and PC could the con controller somehow link up to a PS4 PC, or maybe this is already what you're saying or the new NX and run through those consoles. So that's exactly what I was saying. Yeah. Okay, good. So but they already have also... an excellent streaming. Sorry, sorry. Right, I that's what running... I was about to say what you're saying. Right. Okay. So yeah, the streaming service that not streaming service, the streaming, the local streaming, yeah, the local streaming capabilities between the Wii U and the, uh, the gamepad are one proprietary and two very, very good, like high quality. There's really no latency that, one could really uh, discern. So it's that would be very exciting if it just worked wirelessly. You know, you said USB controller. I think, you know, obviously uh, kind of symbolic talk, but like this well, might would be, be really cool if we had a streaming be, service that worked with multiple things and it was just, it could link up to any device. You're just walking around your house, your NX is upstairs or you go to work where your PC is and you could be playing these, high quality Nintendo games wherever you go. So I would imagine it to be in a technical reality, you know, the USB uh, break, like a, a USB breakout box. So there'd mm -hmm. be a small box that would plug into the USB port on your computer. That box would do some of that wireless processing. Mm -hmm. Basically you have a nub. Yeah. That hooked into your computer. Gotcha. Your yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. Which would be fine. I mean, that would be, that'd be reasonable. Yeah, of course. So I think if that's what they're doing, that's nice. Really what I want from Nintendo in general is the games I want. I want, Third-party support would be great because that'll make them successful. But I want, I want great games. You know, I want Zelda: Breath of the Wild and and the next Mario, which apparently is years out, possibly. But I mean, that would be very cool to see.
So I could read the story from Polygon. A uh, couple of places have been reporting this. Obviously, it's big news, but I'd rather just uh, jump right into it. Sure. So CSGO, which I don't play a lot of and I don't know of the culture and the ecosystem very well, but uh, has been kind of an issue this year and for some time now uh, for Valve uh, legally because of the whole gambling uh experience that's kind of on the side and also embedded in counter-strike generally uh but i'm not well versed in talking about counter-strike you guys are much more familiar with counter-strike in general so i'll let uh when you guys take the helm on the story here what goes on with counter-strike gambling how that works and what has been going on with counter-strike well csgo lotto well let me just ask mike some particular questions that he can answer because i don't know i know a lot about it but not the details yeah story so like do you know the streamers that are named in these articles what particular youtubers they're talking about so uh, I, I know gold glove okay and i know josh og okay so oh josh is involved well hold on so the guys I, that I I, know that. so from what i've read look again i don't know a lot about counter-strike and the ecosystem and the culture but the two streamers that i've seen are trevor martin is that him mm-hmm. yeah trevor martin and pro syndicate these two very well-known streamers on YouTube and Twitch and what have you for CSGO. They essentially, the scandal is they had been uh, posting videos and promoting this website called CSGO Lotto. Now, Mike, if you could, what is CSGO Lotto? Um, well, I can't in particular talk about that particular betting website. Mm-hmm. Um, but these betting I, but websites I, I've exist. seen it before and it's basically just like uh all other betting websites on there i mean some of them are more like roulette uh some of them have particular uh bets on future professional games that are going to happen so specifically Um, the weapon skin uh betting system that's happening on multiple websites and in csgo mm -hmm. itself what is that you can't bet in the in the game. The game has that roulette thing for every time you open a box. So, f- sure. okay, so starting from getting the boxes and the keys in CSGO into CSGO Lotto or other things like it, what's the story? How does it work? At the end of your match, uh, when you are actually playing Counter-Strike, you have an opportunity to earn a drop. And that will either be a skin outright, which are typically not good. They're considered grays. They're low tier. Uh, they're usually... You know, right. something so like sand skin. dune or something like that like sure. something not cool yeah poop and, color yeah yeah and then there has an opportunity to be dropped a case and these cases are filled with professionally done uh by artists um skins of the weapons that are in in the game um and Wait, for people who don't even who are listening may not even understand these skins are just like dress up for totally artificial yeah, yeah. so like csgo is look, one of those pure shooters it makes where, your guns look yeah cool. you don't get upgrades or anything mm-hmm. you have everything at the start essentially yep. or you find the guns i don't know there's no there's no pay to win yeah right. basically everything that you can buy in the game is besides the game itself is essentially skins and cosmetic upgrades so so anyway. let's say you you get this case now to open this case you need to uh get a key you either buy a key directly from uh, the Steam Market, which is there's a link inside the main menu of the game, or you can try to find someone who's trying to sell a key for cheaper uh, for like their own gain or profit or whatever the case is. Um, and inside the case, you have an opportunity to get one of multiple uh, types of skins. It goes from gray as i said super poopy duty color skins to like these beautiful super colorful 
uh, skins that go that are reds. And if you're extremely lucky, you get a gold, which is uh, a knife, a knife skin. Um, so your knife that you get when you start the game, no purchasing items or whatever, looks like a fucking butter knife. Like it's it's yeah, okay. it's super dingy. Right. So me, you have these large me, teams. Ryan, and David all have like pimped out knives ryan has like these like little fist dagger things that's his knife okay me and david have uh huntsman knives there you can look at huntsman slaughters and they're twin knives yeah yeah. so you get this really large spectrum of types of cars because of this classification the spectrum as you're talking about um there there's a rarity assigned and the higher the rarity the more money that the skins are valve didn't want any skin to ever be worth more than four hundred dollars However, there's the scarcity of the item made it so that people said, I don't think that it should be limited to $400. So there are skins out there that are $2,000. So there's a sniper called the Op Dragon Lore. Mm -hmm. It can only be dropped on a particular map. It's extremely rare. It's not dropped anymore. Um, So people originally came out with this, how it started was skin trading and selling sites so that you weren't using the steam community market to sell and tr- to, to trade skins through so there. You you're using it which by the way valve takes 30 percent of every time you okay sell. so yeah. st- valve even though you can jump out of the actual game right or even out of steam uh with you know you can go in steam and like trade these guns and stuff but mm-hmm. they won't go over 400 you can jump out and trade these skins outside of steam outside of counter-strike mm-hmm. and you can of course exchange whatever money you right. choose you could pay a, you so could charge a million dollars and valve is still somehow embedded in that system and takes a cut of that money is that right if, you, if you're using the steam market they take me. a 30 percent cut for every transaction gotcha they're if, not if taking you're using these sites if you, okay if from these outside sites it's just a trade so there's no sale going on, so they don't get any sort of monetary reward. Right. Yeah. It's so, so, so therein lies the issue. These skins in game cost something, and the skins out of game cost something else, and yeah. it's usually within a certain margin. Uh, so, being as that these skins have uh, value, people came to the conclusion: well, it's just as good as money, and we can gamble with it. Yeah. So they're in-game items, and this is where there's like a pseudo legal loophole it has come out it is not a loophole it is still illegal to do this hold on not not yet i mean they've been sued that's all we know they've been sued let's just talk well let's talk about the stipulations of this system of the csgo lotto and other like sites so basically you make this website that how does it work that the actual law system goes? Like you bring a skin in and mm-hmm. people throw it in bets for so, what? what? So for, for example, uh, I, I'm currently actively betting on uh, the current Counter-Strike major that's going on, which is an official Valve-sponsored tournament. And Valve has nothing to do with this betting. But you can go to places like um, CSGO Lounge, which is the one that I use, mm-hmm. and it'll show you all the games that are happening in the next 48 hours. And you place bets and it'll show you how much of the community is betting on one team versus the other right and that denotes your takeaway on a win or a loss okay so and these bets are done 
with the guns as currency. Is that right? Yes. yes, you actually sign up with the website to trade to the website through your Steam account. Bots, okay. bots message you. Gotcha. Bots message you. You deposit your skins. Those skins are gone until you either win, in which case you'll get them back, or lose. You'll never get right. them. So the right. reason why it's a loophole is because people are assigning value to these skins. Mm-hmm. So at first it starts off as, you know, well, I say my skin is worth this much, but it's become pretty common knowledge, like what each skin is worth. Right, right. right? But here's, right. Here's and, there, the and there's wares to uh, the weapons too, and that goes for Factory New, which... Even Factory New has like totally scratchless Factory New where like you won't even see little micro tears in like the paint job. In the digital yeah, video game exactly, skin, like exactly. ridiculous. Oh to a 90% completion of the art. Uh-huh. And then below that is minimal wear all the way down to yeah. battle scarred. Okay. So, okay. Here, here's the thing. Like, do you think Valve is complicit in this system? Do you think that they're legally liable? Like, let's say... Um, People started betting with McDonald's cheeseburgers. Like they started realizing that everyone buys 20 cheeseburgers. Sure. You go and you play roulette outside of McDonald's Yeah, uh, with the cheeseburgers. Is McDonald's – can you sue McDonald's so let, me give, let me go along with the for analogy. For using their currency as – Let's say you go outside McDonald's. Betting. It's in the parking lot. Right. Right? That's a problem. McDonald's is like, okay, McDonald's is not – outright liable on paper but like you the cop comes to the house is like come on they're right in your fucking parking lot like come on do something about this have some responsibility this is on an online space so it's hard to you compare that analogy but the whole point is this is coming from valve's property this is coming from valve's you know uh product so at the base level they are using valve's system of casual trade to a to a, to have bots hold skins and allow for like the yeah, transactions from I, an outside my, website. Yeah, in my opinion, I am new to this whole thing, but in my opinion, just from what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing, Valve cannot just turn a blind eye right. to this. I mean, I think it's the they, gambling is not, totally fine. I think it's really the underage gambling. Exactly. That's, that's well, that's what I'm saying, especially. And going to that, there's this second part of the story with these streamers, Pro Syndicate and Trevor Martin. So these guys were promoting on their Twitch channel or on their YouTube channel this one particular website, CSGO Lotto, uh, CSGOLotto.com, I assume. And they were promoting it by showing uh, them winning money with these roulette-type systems that this website has. And it's not betting on games, right? It's betting on... So I'll tell you you what the the, the most common betting scenario is on these websites. Yeah. Watch several streamers do it. It's pretty complicated to understand, really. Basically, um, you put a certain dollar amount of skins in, and then essentially you're assigned that many tickets based on your dollar amount. So let's say you put $30 in, uh, and I put $30 in. We would each have a 50% chance to win. Like, it'll pick a number. It'll pick a ticket. So, like, for every dollar you put in, you're given one ticket. You have a higher chance to win the more money people put it, you okay. put in. And what people will do is wait till the last second as the timer goes down and, try to and then the... puts $4,000 sure, in. Sure, sure. And now, now, so they have 4000 out of $4,060 mm-hmm. chances to win. Yeah, got it. So their chance is so unlikely that it loses. So they're just grimy people's money. But I've seen them lose. Okay, so but I... you could lose <laughs> in doing that. Okay, so here's the thing. So 
I feel like we kind of buried the lead here a little bit, even though we did kind of have to go through this whole system. Yeah. One, because I don't know it very well, but also because the listeners need to know it's very, very embedded into like the history of this sure. culture. So, so the, what's the, happening? The out- concise issue is that these two guys turned around and said, I found this great betting website. I earned a bunch. And through multiple streams and videos, they were like, holy shit, like, look how much money I just won. They would do it live. Yeah. But it's their fucking website. Yeah. And so they the were setting up them exactly. winning. Yeah. So CSGO Lotto, they, these two guys. They misrepresented who, their affiliation yeah, with these sites. scammed, like hardcore scammed these watchers, these, you know, their listeners. Well, not their listeners, their viewers showing them, oh, I found this cool website. It's so sweet, guys. You should check it out. Check it in the description. They're like, I'm kind of talking to the, the you know, the guys, like the heads of the website. And we're kind of talking about maybe you doing a sponsorship or whatever and being very, very disingenuous. They are after some people did digging very simple digging like anyone could have just found that they are the founders and presidents and vice presidents of these websites it's just they filed for it you know they just never actually be were forthright about it and put it in the description so basically like mike said they've been putting up these websites acting like they win possibly even staging the mm-hmm. wins so we don't know that we, we have don't no, like, know no that. evidence well we, we we actually sort of do yeah really because two weeks ago we there was a streamer mo uh said um he he made a tweet to a website that he is currently is always in the center of all the drama well well this is sort of almost how it broke and it it wasn't as big of a deal because like you're saying so, mo is always involved so he, this is this is a um Semi pro, more so pro, but old pro um, player. Whatever, Mo. Yeah, Mo. <laughs> and and he, he he had a deal with a website. I don't particularly remember the name of the website. Doesn't matter. But um, there was an altercation. He lost money, and as payment, every couple of months he would get X flat rate, as well as getting reloaded with skins, so that he could bet new skins on his stream for the website. And something happened where they didn't pay him or they didn't give him the skins for the month or whatever the case was. And he said he tweeted them, if you don't fix and do right by me, I'm going to out you. Okay. So and, this guy and they didn't. They, yeah. they, they called his bluff because why would he burn himself? You know, yeah. he, they thought that he had equal to lose. Yeah. So why would he do that? So they, so they called his bluff and they said, you're not going to do it. And he said, they give me the numbers at particular times of what's going to come up and I win like I bet like there's a roulette that's like uh, you can bet red numbers black numbers and a single green zero and he would choose zero and get 99% of the pot just sweep up with one ticket so these two streamers they're the owners they're posting these videos like oh we we're winning all this money these guys are so cool but they are the guys they are the owners of the website is this this, and then this guy mo different site okay Okay. but then and then this guy mo another streamer with a different website website, similar situation happening although he is actually being sponsored quote-unquote by the website no longer he's not or well was being sponsored wasn't actually part of the website but he was being fed the numbers and the wins he was getting on the website, uh, on his streams or whatever, were fake. He was winning all this money, essentially, and yeah. getting kids to think, oh, I could win all this money in five minutes. Getting so, me to think. Yeah. So, again, literally buried the lead here. I but mean, like, the, I point mean the, is- the difference between the two stories is that Mo wasn't an owner of the company. Sure. He was brought on. 
But what is fucked up about these other guys is that they are the actual owners. Yeah, that is and, the and biggest are, offense. Their ever. their biggest um, viewership is from youth. Yeah, from uh, kids. So there's they were called out, right? And right, now, but there's a bigger third story even where there's kids suing Val now. Yeah. There's well, an active lawsuit. Valve, the thing is, is uh, Valve, like you said, this loophole, are they really liable? Like, I think they should. I mean, should. the courts will sort of suss it out. Yeah, and, of course, they will. And I, I don't know. I would not know at all, like, if they uh, have any standing, like, if that lawsuit will I come mean, I through, was reading but, an AMA by several esports lawyers. lawyers right, sure. That. And it's very complicated. I mean, I'm not a lawyer. Exactly, yeah. Basically, the takeaway that I got was basically like you can bet prizes like prizes are not it's not cash yeah like in most cases it is legal to do this yeah so i i see that that's complicated the the thing about the csgo lotto thing it's it's not complicated i think that's like the bigger story here obviously Mm -hmm. valve is the umbrella story this is where everything's happening and why this is a problem because valve's game allows for this loophole but these guys really really just biggest scumbags of the, the reason why culture. these people are screwed and what they are doing is illegal is because they were uh fraudulently saying hey we found this and we made like these profits and got other people to like a like a ponzi scheme like a honeypot got people to join in and they made direct profit because exactly. of it. Yeah. not only were they faking this wait so those fake let's say they were fake uh betting pools or whatever that they were holding were they actually regging the system so that they could win money but really it was just a show or were kids actually putting money in like well, do we know that well we don't That's know unclear. we don't know any particular user that is using these websites or anything yeah but we do know that these owners are using their own website and are promoting their own website and showing that you can win so much and oh yeah that's another $60 that we just won the fact is they weren't forthright about owning a company yeah that and we also know there's been incidental stories of kids who have gotten deeply addicted to gambling because of these uh, gambling is addicted addicting and that's why kids aren't allowed to do it because they don't you know yeah. the assumption is you they aren't so, mature enough to make the decision so so the the story that i am familiar with because i don't know these particular youtubers there's this guy josh og who is a huge counter-strike and now is verging off into other uh games um streamer where he is listed on the charter as being the secretary and when the story broke he had a stream the following day where he didn't stream his face because he said that he was naked, you know, or whatever, sure. or like edgy or whatever, you know, whatever the case is. Sure, sure, but in yeah. truth, is probably didn't want to show his face after like the light of like this incident. Yeah, yeah. And his response to all these people asking questions was, oh, yeah, it's it's extremely commonplace for a streamer to be given equity in a or a stake in, in a company uh, that's starting out uh, when they're trying to like pick up um, sponsorships. And that's just not the case. Right. If you have a company and I come to you and I say, I want you to like sponsor this or whatever. I say, here's your paycheck. Not, hey, you're now the vice president, man. Like yeah, that, it yeah, doesn't work no, like that. Yeah. The thing about these streamers like these, you know, guys who are kind of scamming these kids and just people in general is that they are also kids like they're younger. Yeah. And so when they try to talk their way out of it, they're, they're idiots. Like they're, they're making mistakes left and right. They're getting caught in serious 
idiotic lies. Like one of the guys, I think it was Trevor Martin, whatever his name is. So the president of CSGO Lotto released a statement uh, via his like vlogging or whatever, so sent did a f- video where he's saying, listen, I've always been very forthright about being the president of this company and uh, I've never tried to mislead anyone. That's so fucked up. It goes on and on about how fucked up it is. And then you see another video. Uh, this guy will post a link in the description, did this research yeah. and put it together. This guy months ago or weeks ago, whatever it was, put up that video of himself being like, hey, guys, I found this website. Oh, it just kind of appeared in my yeah. you know, feed. And and I kind of won sixty nine dollars. I'm thinking about maybe, you yeah. know, partnering up with them. I don't know. Like, eh, it's just so I can't imagine how that guy that it. made that video got buried in shit on because he wasn't a popular YouTuber. Sure. And it wasn't until the guy from H3H3 Productions made his own video and it exploded literally overnight. Yeah. I, I went on Reddit uh, coming home from a party and like five of like the top 20 stories was his video explaining yeah. like why this like thing is like fucked up. And why yeah, I mean, if it's it, the content he shows is pretty speaks for itself. But like if what he's saying and what he's showing is all factual, but then you know, you know what's great about the whole situation they there's like i've always like watched josh and been like this is kind of like like there's there's showmanship that you need to be like a, a streamer sure i think especially when you're gonna show your face or whatever and like you, yeah, yeah your excitement has to be real and there's, all the time. there's always been like something like it's like a little like like cringe or like you know something's not right like yeah, about like this you're and like now there's games. compilations that have come out like these are obviously like the things that like Josh has been fed like to win these like particular things and like it's just like a montage of him being like, oh yeah, won the money. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, so after that, it's just in other news. Oh no, the, the 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 ESIC was founded because of this, because of this uh, scandal that's come out. The people that are not Valve in particular, I'm sure they will have a part on like this panel. Um, but groups like uh, the like ESL, uh, which is the Esports League, um, that are closely connected to Counter Strike, uh, they have uh, formed like this coalition, and it's called the ESIC, which is the Esports Integrity Association, sure, uh, or coalition or whatever it is. Mm. But um, it's basically they they haven't said particularly what they're going to do. <laughs> but they, but they, I, I imagine. But something the some coalition. I imagine to that form. any sort of player that is associated with like gambling websites or like they they'll be watched more strictly or like they will try yeah, to heavily monitor these. Try to come things. to a conclusion or a, a, a midway point as to like solve like uh, betting yeah. uh, being associated with the game. And I think the reason why this has reached such a pinnacle and why this group needs to be formed is because the game is in the spotlight right now it's on yeah. t- it's on tbs on fridays yeah. uh, with e-league and there's a major actively going on right now yeah it's actually popular now getting to the mainstream just for the sport itself you know just for B- csgo being a popular esport but i mean at this point but now it's in that uh in with it is filtering through this these scandals and these so so me and ryan have been playing this game for like two and a half years now um probably longer than that but the game has been out for like five years and it's been four years since skins have been a thing and it was like not really even in recent months that 
um, gambling has been a thing. Like when we, when me and Ryan started playing, it was like minorly a thing and was like just getting big. Yeah. So like, well, why, why is find- it why is it taken two years? For it's a slow burn. I just mean, someone, is, um, just someone thought it up, and then once you find that you can make money like this, like it, no, not not like not. Seat. Why is it become a thing where you know now gambling websites are huge? Why is it become a thing? Oh, now we have to solve this problem. And because it's obviously it's because came it's out. in the mainstream the, because it's in the limelight. It's exactly. it's a very yeah, popular game. So I mean, I think that in itself is sort of disingenuous like if you see that it's been a problem for two years i mean who's whose job was it to see that it was a problem you know not a lot of people who cared you know the people who saw that it existed were people who were active in it you know anyone else they probably saw it and it was it is very complicated yeah. so if i saw it i would have been like what you gamble that that sounds really stupid they're, yeah. they're just skins I, and then i move on to the next thing i wouldn't care i mean they're i would look into like what scandals are happening. famously there was a team that was that um threw a game for skins in game skins and yeah. were permanently banned yeah this from is the playing guy we counter strike uh-huh yeah yeah, yeah same yeah. guy right i remember yeah yeah. Banned, yeah um so four Steel. four of the five members of this team are banned forever and I've, that was Valve just openly saying, like, this is the case, this is what's going to happen. And it was very much not like Valve to do that, which is to outright come and, and say what they are internally thinking and of doing and, and actually. Yeah, they, they very often have like a very hands off approach and that honestly, you're you're going to run into trouble because yep. of that. You know, if, when something like this, this is unprecedented in any medium as let alone just gaming in general you know having a gambling site that's like somehow found a loophole which it is i understand the loophole it's kind of really i think they are somewhat responsible maybe not legally i don't know what will happen it's complicated but i think if valve has any integrity they'll find a way to manage this in some way so at least a nightmare i'm very pro gambling i really want them to I mean, well, you got kids open. gambling, so I if think things go well overnight, I'm going to be up thirty dollars since the start of this major. So <laughs> I really hope that gambling stays. Look, I mean, gambling for on games is fun, you know. You but like, you know, there's a way that the mob has set it up, you know, where yeah. kids can't get into it. You know, this <laughs> is not monitored like that, so it's, it's a little sketchy, you know. Let's move to other news. Yeah, Blizzard was focusing on some uh, cheat bots that were going out there like people no, they're are just hackers in, in overwatch yeah. and they're yeah, taking yeah. a very hard line yeah. they're banning them immediately which is fine i mean well, listen the, the, the way it's the cheats are happening is like there it's this uh secondary um software that you can put on like you know hit boxes or you can have it's basically a, right. a HUD, blizzard is suing the, the software makers mm-hmm. yeah That's that make story. this this yeah. extra hud this third-party hud that you can hit like you can highlight everyone's uh, hitbox for their heads for headshots. Uh, you can see your, your players, your friendly party's location at all times, no matter what character you are, things like that. So it's essentially a cheat. It's also very similar to another Blizzard-based third-party software, the Heart, the Hearthstone, Hearthstone Deck Tracker. Deck Tracker. Yeah. I swear that's kind of cheating. Yeah, I don't want to get sued for using that. Here's <laughs> here's the thing. Um, I mean, you is it illegal? Is it illegal to me? Even though they're clearly designed to help cheating. Yeah. Isn't it? Is it illegal to make something like that affects a game? You could just be making it for practice, even though you're clearly yeah making it and selling it to cheat. 
Yeah, so the problem is, right, that they're making a software for another game, and I, I wonder if, if you can actually sue someone for yeah, this. I, I don't, don't really understand how I don't know that, how it would work. Yeah, I, I think that banning players, not suing, banning players who use it, finding a way to uh, to notice that, I don't know, for, to, uh, sorry, I can't think of the word, but so finding a way where they can detect that, that they're, you're using this third-party software. Yeah. Banning players, that's, that's, that's like makes Valve, perfect sense. That's like Valve Anti-Cheat or VAC. Blizzard has like a very similar thing. Yeah, But I mean, the, the difference here is that whatever cheat maker, because I'm sure Valve would do the same thing if they knew who the cheat maker explicitly they would was. They cheat maker? Yeah, I think How? so. Under what law? If, if this guy... Like they violated the terms. If of this guy comes out and says, "Like my name is Ryan Davenport, and like I make cheats, and this is my website, you can download cheats, and like it works with this game, and it ruins people's experiences," that shows slight on uh, a product. It's like, that's not fine. Intent? You show slight on a product, but I don't. What are the legal stipulations of that? Like that Pe- you can where because, what are the grounds? Because on people product, buy a product with a particular idea that the game is going to work as intended and there's people that ruin that experience and they are trying to protect their own IP by That's protecting fine, the sure but, but the, what, the legal what are the legal grounds do they have to sue them exactly I'm sure like, there exists I mean okay it makes perfect sense you. that they're upset about it and they want to take some kind of action I don't know the particular name of the law but I, I'm telling you it, it is them protecting their own property like they they want a particular viewpoint it's like almost was like, this like almost like slander desist? was this okay slander that's interesting but Maybe. but like slander towards their their product really don't know how they're suing them but i just kind of do have a feeling that they're just sending these guys a cease and desist yeah exactly like, and it's, it's just a very like, hard right. yeah it's a like, hard push cease and desist get a lawyer like deal with this with the lawyer exactly. and that's very annoying for a lot of people yeah these guys could be it could be one guy i don't know anything about it the, usually the, a small team or one yeah guy. it could be a small team or one dude and they could just be showing the might of blizzard like scaring them off I yeah I don't know how you would sue them. This is a question for the esports lawyers AMA. That yeah, we can yeah. throw in. or smarter people than us in general. Well, coming in January, uh, the official Screen Watchers <laughs> lawyer group. Walk-ass. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. The loyal the Screen Watchers firm. Really a really legal episode. Yeah, yeah man. Red Dead Redemption uh, to become backwards compatible on Xbox One this Friday when you're listening yeah. to this podcast, probably. Very exciting. Uh, Sales we, up 6,000%. Yeah, so we saw X, we saw Red Dead Redemption coming up, uh, and it showed up on the Xbox One backwards compatibility list on many people's Xbox Ones. I have it downloaded digitally to my Xbox 360, so I saw it pop up on my Xbox One, downloaded it, but then they took it down very quickly because there was no official announcement. It was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Now, finally, as we've been waiting for a long time and people have been requesting, this was one of the highest requested games to be backwards compatible since we've known the Xbox you One know what's cool was about- doing it. And in anticipation of that, sales for this game have gone radically up, and that's crazy. I don't think we've ever seen that, really. Six- thousand percent it's similar to like the only thing i can think of is like the pewdiepie situation where pewdiepie had played skate and sales went crazy up because of that no i think it's like I, the only close right but i think rel- in this steam sale there was a massive spike in certain games where we know remasters are coming like right. i think Sky, a lot of people bought skyrim that wouldn't have a lot of people bought bioshock because we know the bioshock remasters are coming later in the year see but, but that's just 
the sign of resonance for a game like oh people oh bioshock it's like advertising just it reminds someone of bioshock and a pc player who's not going to benefit from a remaster they just play no on i PC. think th- those remasters are well, PC. you know what, what's what's really, really nice about um uh backwards compatibility on a pc uh, it always works, no matter what PC. So this is yeah, like, not yeah, really yeah, news to me. That's why it's funny. Like the backwards compatibility. Right. Yeah, I understand. I'm a console gamer, right? So I used to be really excited when games were getting remastered. You know, like because I hadn't experienced it before. Like Last of Us, I ha- didn't have a PS3, so I was very excited to hear that Last of Us was being remastered, so I could play it in the Uncharted series. Uh, or every now and then, once or twice, I've bought a game, rebought a game because I just. It was an excuse to play the game again. Not a problem for PC. You guys just have the most up-to-date version all the time, and it runs better than any console port, probably better than the remasters themselves, or Skyrim has these cool mods and stuff. But Red Dead Redemption, uh, is Red Dead Redemption on PC? Yeah. So it's an exclusive. It's console exclusive. I loved Red Dead. Red yeah, Dead was, was yeah. one of my favorite games for sure. Possibly my favorite Rockstar game. Rockstar in their first person or their single player campaigns always good. Yeah, yeah. So Rockstar, please the, release single player DLC. Did I, you play Red Dead Redemption? Yeah, you played. What did you think of it? Um, I thought it was great. Great single player okay. experience. Literally okay. what I said. <laughs> thought, uh, nothing else to be said about Red Red Dead Redemption. Haven't played it. Very excited to play it. Maybe with you on this new. Oh, you should for sure. Console. I didn't know. God, I mean, this I'm not. Yeah, for sure. Spoiler alert. But it's fine. It was like a million years ago. Ten years old. Happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I it was one of the best games. Ryan, you'll you'll like it, I think. At, like at least seven like years Cowboys old. Cowboys at all. It's definitely fantastic. It's game. actually it's, it's it's at least six or seven years old. Because I was in my girlfriend's basement apartment at her parents' house. And that happened when six we started seven years ago. We started dating seven years ago. Perfect. So, got yeah. it. Got it. <laughs> one more story. New Overwatch Hero. Uh, teased so we're already getting hints of new heroes well what was the tease this time because there was a tease there was a tease that the next character was going to be a founder like a month and a half ago a founder of what of overwatch okay of the overwatch yeah because there's a whole lore that we don't know about because there's no but they showed the gun and some of the items that the character would be using yeah yeah so so, i heard something really sweet i heard something it would be like a healing sniper Something like that, like a new sniper. It would be cool if it was a sniper. I the it's way it was worded only read a little bit like hmm. it's a healing sniper, like a healer who stays far back and heals people with this healing sniper rifle. I like that. I don't like that as much. I don't think we need just a primary healer character anymore. I think a sniper who also has like a cool healing, you know, E effect or whatever, or like a like what's his name uh soldier 76 yeah like Love a little guy. drop and then is a sniper a second snipe a third sniper character would be got really, you in really my really sights sweet. huh got you in my people sights. have been exactly. calling him dad 76 that is the- i got you in my sights is mccree though yeah Isn't that? Not i've a got sniper. you in my sight i play soldier 76 like i know who oh he is. that's soldier 76 yeah right okay i thought you were i thought never mind i'm crazy no, it's high noon there that, that's you go. he's got it all right you know better than me. I knew all. I knew it all the time. It's every day, all the time. Ah, look at the time. What time is it?
All right, so that's all the news for this week. Uh, Ryan, we talked about your uh, Steam list, of course. We did. And, Mike, we had, your topic you wanted to talk about was uh, Valve's tease for Left 4 Dead 3. We yeah. kind of just pretty much talked about it. Yeah, we kind of did it. Yeah, yeah. So, Ryan, you, of course, demand every week that we have a VR segment. Every single week. We got to have the VR segment. I think I might do the VR podcast just to push it to the side. No one has to listen. It's just there. I mean, everyone's going to want to listen. I will say that um, what I said before earlier about uh, my experience with VR, having the tilt brush MS paint correlation, Mm -hmm. the best thing in the early stages of uh, PCs as well as now VR. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say that Ryan showed me a cool RPG uh, where you like look Finish at your you look at your belt like a like a utility belt and you can like draw your torch or draw your food and sheathe your sword and you can actively parry attacking enemies and you can pick up gold pieces you can light candles with your torch okay so very immersive so this it was be, this it, game that was sweet about this week yeah most vanishing, games are shit I, I that game was this sweet this game is called vanishing realms it's the only real rpg that's out so, so far i think you showed me maybe it on the list but you hadn't bought it yet right so this game is like an hour long first of all it's like one guy who did basically one dungeon mm. and it's like 25 dollars. so it's like really really early stuff hoping this guy's gonna add more dungeons to mm. this game but this game is i mean it's literally like what an RPG should be. You're walking around. Okay, I'm going to be really anal and annoying right now. When you say RPG, in what way is it an RPG? Like elements, Like a dungeon points. crawler. Dungeon like what crawler. I would imagine a dungeon. Like you are walking around a dungeon. You have you, stats. You have you have a health bar. You have see, gold. Mike knows. Mike knows you what I'm thinking. Health, here. gold, items. Got it. I mean, and when you upgrade your sword, it's, it's an RPG, but it's also a lot of elements of Zelda. Like sure. you get Action, new, like adventure. you get like new items cool. that are very important. Like you'll get a powerful upgraded sword. Sure. But instead of just looking at it on the screen, you hold it up in front of your hand, mm. like in front of your face, and you have this giant awesome sword. sword now, you yeah. get kind of at the end of the experience, I said it's only like an hour long, a a staff, a wizard staff wow. that has a dragon on the end, wow. and you shoot out fireballs from it. It's fucking you awesome. Dragon, though, so like you just good. have the dragon staff, <laughs> and you use your mana to like explode shit uh, in the environment i will be playing this game when you're at work <laughs> i really got sold i gotta give you my fraps account because you can record everything that you have all right and, and have can, it on the official just, screen watchers youtube yeah, channel. i can actually yeah, yeah, yeah. just record on my monitor it won't be in vr i i'm set up to record but i mean this game is is like incredible i'm, I'm walking around a dungeon jesus mm-hmm. christ right? it, what a great series it would be having goddamn ryan's experiences in vr what the fuck is that? <laughs> under his breath. <laughs> yeah. Forget. So I'm walking around a dungeon and I have a torch in my left hand and I'm looking at a table like I'm leaning over trying to read something wow. on a table. And I'm like, I can't. This is too dark. Like this game is broken. And I realize <laughs> I can just you pick up the torch and light up the whole table. Yeah. And yeah. that moment was just like, holy shit. Like, it seems like that's what VR ever. is all about right now because yeah. you're still like really like snapping into, oh my God, I can do these things that I've never well, done before, you know? It, it could be that like my extensive RPG playing or me in Dungeons and Dragons just wanting to make sure that I clear out a room and make sure I don't miss any piece of gold or silver. But I was playing in front of Ryan and Ryan was watching on his computer screen and uh, we, I walked into a room. Uh, full of like coffins that were just like on the ground Mm. and my first instinct was that 
uh, a bad guy was going to like come out. Mm-hmm. So I sm- started smashing the things and the top, you know, broke or whatever. Yeah. And there was like a skeleton with like a little couple gold pieces and a ruby or whatever. And Ryan was like, so oh, really I can't cool. believe like there was like gold in there. I wouldn't have imagined that. And then at the end of the room, I was like up to like the last coffin and like a goblin guy like popped out of like the thing. Oh, just God. like I originally, and Ryan was like, oh my God, game is so sweet. <laughs> but the game is so sweet. Yeah, yeah. So you get a bow and arrow. I don't know if you got to that point. Nope. You get a sweet Jealous. bow and arrow. Bow and arrows in VR, really fantastic Really simple, experience. Yeah. But also, so now you have, uh, you get a shield. Yeah. So literally guys are shooting arrows at you and you have this shield and like the arrow will poke through the shield. So you, you feel like you've blocked an arrow and then you'll have like a rain of arrows coming. You have to like block really hold it down. Does, um, does, do you, does it shake when you get hit with the arrow, the, the yeah. hand? Yeah, that is how as cool as that, that is. The haptic feedback right now is very minimal. Minimal, obviously, but I will tell you, it's extremely effective. When I played the zombie game in the hall, the hallway, whatever that was, that we were talking Joey about. was too afraid to play this game. Yeah, fuck. The I have videos game. of because you people who are and they're right right much closer yeah, than yeah. you thought. Fuck that shit um, sideways. No way. When when the when the gun like rattles in your hand as you're shooting, yeah, yeah, that was so cool yeah, to me. Yeah, I think I think some games really hit that. There was that one game, I think it's Hover Junkers. It's the one where you're controlling your, your I hovercraft. I was impressed with that. The game, like, you have this pistol, and it really kicks back like a pistol, but the animation is it kicks back while in your hand, it just sits Sinks. in your hand. Yeah. So that, like, stuff like that, they need to work around. They need to not do that. You yeah. need to just give into like, what the VR can do. When I was playing know, Hover Junkers, cool. and when I was watching Ryan play Hover Junkers, it seemed to me that everyone was thousands of times better than us literally couldn't yeah, don't get understand. I, see, thing, Do not I understand even, why i didn't even really play over junkers i just wa- moved around a map because there was no one in there there's no one in the server i will say that the way that Harvard junkers works is pretty brilliant um so for the listeners you're sitting inside a cart and because you are in real life uh in a tiny room your cart moves for you in most vr games you teleport around you like pointing where you want to go but in Harvard junkers you, you, you assign your left hand to be the control stick and you plug it in to your cart and you use your left hand to just kind of like gyroscope around. around and yeah. if you like pull back, your cart will move backwards, forwards. So your left hand is controlling and your right hand is a pistol. So like you're shooting other like skiffs yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, skiffs. With, with like so. people like, like, you know, peeking out of the top. So the the game, peeking out thing is so cool in VR, yeah. like that you actually have cover and you can just you can duck behind it. That was what was cool about how that about, paint. How about shooting game. above cover or behind a wall? Oh yeah, with the t- with the turned, you know, the gangster mm-hmm. shot. Yeah, of course. That's I don't know if you've tried this, that. Ryan. You can kill yourself in hover junkers. Point the gun at your own face. Yeah, realize that. I first was, thing you're gonna try in VR. I was playing obviously. battle like in real life with a guy, and I first of all now figured out how to talk. <laughs> I have the mic set up so I can literally talk to the person standing in front of me. Oh my god, talking mechanics in VR are so real, incredible. So we're like in the server. You must sound like an, like if someone was like down his hall, must sound like a crazy person. I mean, must sound like a crazy person anyway. I've told someone standing in a room, like, I'm clearly not talking to you, I'm talking to the headset. So I'm I'm talking to this person who's standing right in front of me, and he's like, yeah, he's just this weird guy. Everyone had left the server for some reason. I was on his team. The games are very like, early so you can't switch teams there's no menus it's just like we're locked on the same team we can't we, all you can do is leave and try to find another server so he, we're just talking and he's like yeah this is a wasteland uh no one is here besides you and me nice. we're on the same team 
just gonna have to end it and he just shoots just himself in the head. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, holy shit. So I was like, yeah, I guess I'm just gonna have to end it. I just kill myself. So I found a, a shortcoming. Uh, that guy gets it, man. I'm sorry. I found it. I found a shortcut coming with uh, VR. Um, and I've totally blanked out yeah, on, Mike, on what it was. Classic blanked out. There are no I'm gonna let you remember. I what's I feel like it's funny, like the whole multiplayer thing with VR, like talking to people. Chances are you this we're in this early adopter period. So I find it funny it might be a situation where you're gonna run into either really passionate like devs or oh. press people or like hold on to it, Mike. Don't don't let go. And uh like people who are in the industry and are really excited about this or total fucking weirdos who are just like ready yeah, to yes. escape. Like, I just the world. feel like it, I've just met really cool nerds. Like I'm good. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad. So the shortcoming of VR and it's no fault to VR so much as um, like the computer, not really knowing what to do with the headset and the mic and the handles. But I've been streaming uh, magic online to Ryan and, and David uh-huh. and um, they've kind of been co-piloting the games and I get Ryan to come in. Strictly cheating. I sort of cooperative I, magic. I get I get Ryan to, to join into this Google Hangout and he sounds like he's a million fucking miles away. <laughs> so I'm like, Ryan, like hundred percent the mic from your Vive is what's was being picked up right now. And he's like, No, this shit's fucking broken. I just can't get it to fight. He's like raging. I'm like, all right, I'm trying to like play like a real game here, like we're in yeah, a league. Yeah. Turns out the mic on the Vive is so literally he has working. the Vive, yeah. So, at some point, he like picks up his Vive and he puts it on. And not only that, the camera that's on the front of the Vive is streaming what he's seeing. So I go over to the Google Hangout and he's looking at his computer with the Vive on. Yeah, I cannot get any the other camera. Well, I have no other camera to hook into my computer at this moment. Did so. you said like how cool it is to tinker? Like because it's so like oh, not yeah. not like user friendly yet. We, but it's like you get these awesome stories. We also oh, just, you know, we also games. played non VR games uh, with the Vive. So we, we yeah boot, yeah the we booted mode. up Counter Strike and you're and you're rough. inside uh, a theater. Yeah, Counter Strike gambling. <laughs> Don't talk about it. Uh, <laughs> no, you're inside like a movie theater. And in front of you is like this jumbotron screen, and you're playing as if you're looking at like this jumbotron screen. And like from 1992, you though, because the resolution is so yeah, bad. Yeah. Dude, the resolution is really rough. So like yeah. it sucks. I was hoping I could just be in my desktop. And yeah. Vibe and you, but it's, it's so funny there. because like you can make the screen like so big by like looking in the bottom left corner, like it gets like to this maximum size that when you're actually looking at the game. You can't see how what much bullets are left in like the bottom right of your screen because it's, it's just so outside of your huge. peripheral. It's so big, but yeah. it's it's such an experience and like it's fun and it's it, crazy it, because could, like you like look to the bottom of the screen and then like you realize like I'm in the fucking movie theater. Like yeah. you like turn and <laughs> you can't see your hands. Yeah. Oh my god. It's sweet. Yeah. I, I will say just fucking VR, man. Not yeah. a joke. I've been telling people, still telling people, not you a joke. Like it. actually, it's more not serious and concerning. It. I mean, it is. I think. More serious and actually concerning than like not concerned at all. Very concerned excited. for sure. I'll keep telling the story. You know, you could have had a fire 360 around you and you wouldn't have known I was throwing pennies. I Listen. could have been throwing cats. You wouldn't have fucking known. You were so <laughs> wired into VR, man. Yeah, man. Like it's great. scary. It's great though. Can we mention uh, one thing and then just wrap it up? Call it uh, Pokemon Go. Yeah, Ow, where the fuck is Pokemon Go? Download it. So Pokemon Go right now is uh, out in select countries. I'll be recorded on Wednesday. So we've been waiting probably around 24 hours for it to hit uh, America. Impatiently waiting. I got to say, 
by the way. I was totally down on Pokemon Go since even before E3 and certainly since E3. Like, just ranking on this game, like, this game looks like it sucks. It's free to play. It's, like, simplified Pokemon. Why don't they just give us real Pokemon? I have been hawking the fucking app store hour by hour just checking when this is coming to the states because i, but I but just want to download but it i've had a rich and fulfilling life i'm ready to abandon it to be a pokemon master <laughs> oh my god ryan did you see the post no do you know where the local gym is for us right right yeah, mark's awesome. comics and collectibles the store that we used to go to that's now defunct and closed that's is the official gym i don't know super don't super it's hip. fucking close yeah. <laughs> that's so cool though. they might have like not know like oh there's a marks and comics place for two that's years super cool. <laughs> and it's been closed well i think yeah. they have the nintendo account or the pokemon account so like nice that's but um yeah. So what do you have to go in there, or you just you just go to Mark's? You go near it. You get like bonus experience. Yeah, or I still don't know whatever, the mechanics. Whatever. We don't, like, we don't, don't have the game. G- it's not official. Yeah, yet I don't know how yet. gym matches work. I don't even know how the gameplay actually works. We don't know anything yet because the game hasn't fucking come out. It could be out right now. We could just check, and then we'll we'll have an excellent Pokemon Go experience, and you mm-hmm. won't hear from us ever again. Because okay, so training. Uh, so one last thing uh, coming from me, uh, if anyone, any listener wants to do a little bit of a poll for me. Uh, we have uh, Joey, Ryan, Mike, David, and Ian as all uh, casters on this so podcast. So far, the, scre- the official screen watchers. Yeah. And, and, and no one else yet. If you could rate us a one through five system, and that that's uh, Joey, Ryan, Mike, <laughs> David, Ian. A, like, a, scale like of, a scale of one to five. Not Just a scale, like a tier We're list. downloading Pokemon Go right now. Like a ranking. We're gonna have like it who's number one, who's league. number not, two. Not even a ranking so. system. Just, just like how we're doing as casters. If you can send a, a, a poll for all five of us on a scale of one to five to Reich889 at gmail.com. That's R-I-K-E-889 at gmail.com. No, no. It's an official... Uh, Absolutely did not. Official Screen Watchers email. Screen sure. Watchers Gamescast forwarded to Reich who the fuck ever. Whatever sure. Yeah, absolutely. All all questions, concerns, and comments go to ScreenWatchersGamesCast at gmail.com. If you've made it that this far in the podcast to hear yeah. this, please send us that information. It's very valuable to us. Yes, of course. Or please send us any information or questions or comments or concerns or questions you want read on the show. Uh, things that you're interested in our opinions on or things that uh, you're interested in about the industry that you don't know. Anything you like, please send your comments to ScreenWatchersGamesCast at gmail.com. Also, please give us a review to iTunes Podcasts. Uh, that helps us a great deal. Hi, this is Ryan from the ScreenWatchers <laughs> Gamecast. If you could rate us on iTunes, that would just be phenomenal. You may know me from the podcast you just listened to. <laughs> You've been past hour and a half listening to. Please read us on iTunes. Five stars be great. Five stars is the max you can give. That's the number we want. We don't want less than that. Um, don't give us less. Give us five. Sure. If you could just give us five, but let us know in the comments if we're doing terribly. No that's one reads fine. those. No one reads, except for us. I mean, we, we will read, read them. All the we reviews. will read them. So we look, other we, people won't. Yeah. But if you can say what your exact geolocation is, Ryan tells us to. And also, the, what kind of Pokemon training Ryan just you are Pokemon Did you Go? just download Pokemon Go? Yeah, we're ready. Fuck off. We have Pokemon Go next week. Full review, Pokemon Go. Uh, of course, Ryan was correct. Please review our show and your experience listening to the show on iTunes. Uh, you can subscribe to our podcast. Yeah. Outro music, Pokemon Go. 
Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Pocket Cast, wherever finer podcasts are found. Also, please find any all of our content on ScreenWatchers.net uh, or Facebook.com slash ScreenWatchers, where we post everything that we come up with. Uh, you can also follow our Twitch channel, uh, ScreenWatchers Games, on Twitch.tv. And we have a YouTube channel coming out in September, probably going to be playing the Sniper Elite series. URL we have confirmed. Our, we have our Dungeons & Dragons campaign probably starting December 2016. And starting summer 2017, the official Screen Watchers Summer Camp, where we'll be having 16 players. <laughs> I mean, I love this idea. 16 players. <laughs> Asian Vampires 2. Also, we that's can get Ryan. The, that's in the books. Also, we can <laughs> to get Ryan back to his childhood dream of doing such awesome things. As I mean, playing, I mean, fantastic. Always, always a good idea. Let's, let's have these goals. Try to, try to That's kick, stick to them. Absolutely. Why not? Uh, and other than that, I'm Joey Dagabonuts on Twitter. Uh, Mike is M Strothman. M Strothman. S T R O T H M A N N. Perfect. Oh, double N. What a one A. Ryan doesn't have social media because he's a hermit, playing too much VR. Doesn't have time for the real world. But we love you also very, very much. Also, uh, we have some a couple blogs that are going up on the podcast. I just did a review for Inside, uh, Playdead's latest game, The Creators of Limbo. Please check that out. Let me know what you think of it. Let me know what you think of Inside as well. Uh, and that is about it. Thank you so much for joining us. We love you so very much. Goodbye. Goodbye.